We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Wednesday, Wednesday, October 26th, and uh, we'll probably be talking about NBA. Why the hell not? Give me those thummy thumbs. You know how much I like those in the morning. Hit the like button. It helps us out. It does something. It it, it helps you win. It helps you win. It helps. It well it didn't help Norm Powell having a good game yesterday. What the hell happened there? Right? You get uh, three turnovers and they benched him. Right. The, the the highest owned player on the entire slate, like, misses his entire second shift and uh, only ends up with 10.5 points and uh, and uh, busts busts a lot of my uh, a lot of my props. I, I, I lost on props yesterday. What in DFS lost on props? Right. Because of Norm Powell. Because I, even though I had Norm Powell in, in all three of my lineups, I still, I, I still made money. Right. But not in the props. So, uh, Give me those thumbs ups. Give me the like button. Give me the subscribe button. Give me the give me that. Give me all the buttons. Give me all the buttons. Good morning, everyone in the chat. Wataz. Wataz. What is? Is it really like maybe it's what is? It's Wataz. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce. Defect. Bart B. Suki Singh. Right, Suki Singh. Nice and easy. Wataz. What? Wataz. Mister Richard. Kickstart. Joe Mac. Good morning. Good morning, right? And then, then yesterday, yesterday, yesterday slate. Talk about yesterday slate. We, Shaikulis Alexander, was listed as out. Okay, he was out. He was out. He was gone. He was boom, get a caboodle. He's gone. Then, like an hour before lock, he's questionable. Right, but, but earlier before that, the Kawhi Kawhi was ruled out on the other side. Like, oh, injury management, whatever. He's he's not even going to bother playing twenty minutes this game. He's just not going to play at all. Then the Oklahoma City Thunder said, "Well, then we're going to then SGA is going to play." There's question. He's questionable. 
And then he's starting. And then he played like 38 minutes or something. I mean, like, you start the beginning of the day, SGA out. Thunder tanking. Who cares? That's like, oh, he's questionable. Then he starts and play and, and, and ends up with the second highest score on the entire slate with 63 points. Welcome to NBA DFS. This is this is the state of it. No one's actually injured anywhere. These are they're all fake. I consider the injury report to be the biggest work of fiction. Right? Like people people, you know, oh, you had you had Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens, right? You got you got, you know, uh, uh whatever, you know, the uh, name other books. I was never a literature person, right? Catcher in the Rye. I'm trying to list books that maybe I read when I, I was in high school or something, right? You read read those types of books, right? Great works of contemporary fiction. You know what that required reading? If it, we're going to deal with the best contemporary fiction, should be the NBA injury report. The NBA injury report is by far the best work of contemporary fiction that you could find in this world. Because nothing matters anymore, right? If they're out now, maybe maybe they start right. Right? NBA injury report is is greater than Frank or Frankenstein. Is that was that a book? Was Frankenstein a book? I don't know what was a book. I can't. I don't know what was a book and what was a movie. Even sometimes I say, "Oh, I love that movie." You know, it was a book. Nope, no idea. No idea it was a book. Uh, Luga eighty five. Do you have any props I like? I don't have any. Pro- I don't. I don't like any props. I don't like anything. You know what you should do? Sign up to Roto Grinders, right? Click on that link in the description. Get a combo premium package, right? Get ten dollars off your first month. And then you'll get the NBA statistical projections that we have, right? I mean, the, the, these are the algorithmic updates. So, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until till the projections team, you know, makes their adjust at least their initial adjustments. This is just like just like based on some rolling average. So, like, I'm like that's why these these morning projections the, the timestamp is one thirty seven in the morning, which means it was just automatically generated by our system. And then you just go you go. To, I mean, you could go to the page. Like we have a statistical projections page. All right, if we go here, we go down, let's go to the NBA section. Right, player projections right here. Okay. And you get, here you go, points, rebounds, assists, all, all the P, P plus A, P plus R, PRA, all this. And then you bet the biggest discrepancies. Just wanted to see who you like. There's no, I don't like, I don't understand what the question means. But what I would like the biggest discrepancies. Like, so whatever the biggest discrepancies are, that's what you should pick. Like, that's what I like. So for instance, like I said, the NBA projections have not been updated by the projections team. Right? And if you are a Roto-Grinders premium member, you'll get the, you could get the download the, and get the Google Chrome extension for prize picks and it'll overlay our statistical projections Right on price picks. Okay. Now, like I said, the projections currently are the overnight updated algorithmic ones, which don't have usage adjustments, at least initial usage adjustments. So like, I, I'm, I'm not going to do anything until projections team makes sure that everything looks right. But, you know, you just got on to here's PRA. I'm just looking through. I'm just going, okay, what, what, I need a very big gap. Right, I'm just scrolling through. I see here 22, 23, 25. Is there any that big? Fred Van Vliet is this is a two and a half because it's not enough, right? 
just scroll down and just look and see, is there anything too high or too low compared to what, what price picks has it up right now? I don't see much. I mean, they don't have everything up on price picks either, right? There's a Jordan Clarkson two point difference there. Still not really anything. Fantasy score. You got anything here? I mean, it, like I said, I'm, I'm not going based on our yeah, Jared Allen over maybe, but this is without the, the, the manual adjustments. So that that's all you do. So like as far as liking something, there's no nothing to like. I'm just all, all I'm going to do is scroll through and look at all the categories and see. Okay, is these numbers big enough difference between them? And then that's what I take. There's the, what's there to like? There's no there's no personal opinion of anything. I could do I could do if we had projections for college football statistics. We do have projections. If we had statistical projections for college football, right? I do the same exact thing. I know nothing about college football. Who's JT Daniels? Who's Garrett Schrader? I have no idea. But Garrett Schrader's median projection was 330 passing yards and it says 220 here. I just over. I don't even know. It plays for Syracuse, I guess, right? I have no idea. So there's no, how would I like? Oh, you like Garrett Schrader. No, I, I like the fact that the prop is way lower than what our model is projecting. Doesn't I don't even have the night to do this for any sport. It doesn't matter. My projections for tennis. I could I don't know what the hell's going on in tennis. So that's treated the same way in NBA. Like I dude, there are plenty of people that play NBA DFS that don't know any of the players that do extremely well. That are highly profitable top players. They couldn't pick up Franz Franz Wagner Wagner. What team is he on? I have no idea. What position does he play? No clue. All they're doing is running models and numbers and just spitting out lineups and simulating stuff, and that's it. So it's the same thing here. All I'm doing is looking for the biggest discrepancies. Right, right now it looks uh, maybe 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 Jared Allen's on the line, but I'll 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 wait for the projections team to come in to update before I start looking at that. Same thing for NFL. Right here, are the statistical projections for for NBA. If you sign up to the Blitz, the Cardi's Cardi's Blitz. Right, we go to the Blitz page. I go right to the standard projections page. Right, and and here you go. Here's all the statistical projections with pass yards, rushing yards, rush attempts, receiving yards. Then here I go. I go, you know, sort by passing yards and go. Okay, let's see. And then I go to Prize Picks and I go to NFL and I see which ones are the biggest discrepancies. I could compare back and forth. Right, Joe Burrow, two seventy four. What is he? What is he on Prize Picks? Where's Burrow? Burrow, Burrow. Is he, he's not even up yet. Is he? He's not even here. They don't even have him up yet. Right, but Tom Brady, two eighty. Right, Tom Brady, two three twenty six. Can you take the over? I guess maybe. Right, so that's why Sam Ellinger, two fifty-five. Do we do we have a Sam Ellinger prop up yet? Probably not. They're not even all up. But that's all you do. That's all you're doing. So what's there? To, that's why I don't understand the term like. Like implies some type of emotional construct of like, like that something that makes you happy. Something that I prefer over the like. I prefer to make money. I prefer to to find expected value, which means that I'm comparing a model like the blitz and that number to this number. So that's like saying like 
Like, oh, what? Two plus two. Do you like four as an answer? Well, I mean, it is the answer. I, 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 do I like it? I don't know. Do, do I like an- answers to math questions? I, I don't know. I, I like having the right answer, right? But as far as like, what what do I like? There's nothing to like. That's why we're like, well, what 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 do you like? What is your favorite? Like those types of terms. Like I don't. You shouldn't be thinking in those terms. What's your favorite? My favorite is the biggest discrepancy. Why why other reason would it be my favorite? My my favorite is the fact that the line that Price Picks has is way lower or way higher than what our model shows it should be. Which means if our model is more accurate on average, I'm gonna make money. So that 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 would be my that would be my favorite. <laughs> right? So there's no opinion on players. I have no opinion on nothing. Right, someone asked someone asked me in, in the chat yesterday about last week on FanDuel, I played Dak Prescott and Cash. What made you play Dak Prescott and Cash? Like nothing. Need to look at aggregate projected optimals and playing the top lineup. That's what got me to play Dak Prescott and Cash. I didn't have to, it, and dude, anyone could have done it. I mean, look, I, I could have gotten someone off the street that's never watched football. And here's a table with a bunch of numbers. Here's a bunch of tables with a bunch of numbers. I want you to combine all the tables together with all the bunches of numbers. And then I want you to use a knapsack problem solver, right? To fit in the most amount of these, these this column into this one line, right? Which you could, you know, I mean, it's a math problem. You could do it in Excel even. You could do an RA, you could do in lineup HQ. That's exactly what the what is what do you think the sidebar thing is? What do you think the whole what do you think an optimizer is? So all you're doing is like, okay, pressing a button. Right? Here's the there you go. Right? That's all it is. I mean, that's all it is. So when you say, why did you play Dak Prescott? Because he was to happen to be the quarterback in that lineup. Voila! Well, what'd you like about him? Nothing. I didn't I didn't have to know anything about him. Do you trust the model? Yes. Okay. So why do I have to know anything about why do I why do I have to know anything about Gordon Hayward? I I don't. I don't need to. Now, do I end up knowing about this stuff? Yeah. It's not like I don't follow sports to some extent, but it's not like I'm watching all the games. I didn't watch any game last night. What the hell was I doing last night? Oh, we had a Discord coaching call. Right. We're doing that that, that most of the night. But that's the worldview that you have to change. It's that. Dude, you you like watching the games and and comparing things that are already in the model or already projected in. It's like you're doing work that's unnecessary. You're probably going to get things wrong more often than some just math. So if you trust the math, just build liners based on the whole bunch of numbers that are here. There you go. You're done. Uh, let's see. Sharif Khalil, is that a plugin where you could see the Rotor Riders rejections on price picks? Yes. You could get that from the, the, the Google Chrome extension store or whatever. And it'll just overlay the projections, statistical projections on price picks. But of course, you have to sign in with the extension with your Rotor Grinders account. If you don't have a Roto Grinders account and you're not a premium member, 
You'll download the extension and it won't do anything. Right? Because you'll get a little login. A little login box will come up over here. And you have to log in. And then if you log in and you're a premium member, then then the overlay will, will, will happen. The same way that you can't get, you're not going to be able to get to these blitz projections with this page without being a blitz rich subscriber. Right? I'm showing you this. I mean, but you can't just go the just like you can't get our NBA statistical projections. You can't get, hey, you can't get the line of HQ. What I'm showing right here, you can't get that unless you're a premium member. That's the whole point. You need these tools. And I've been a profitable DFS player for seven plus, but not over a little now, a little over seven years. I was a road of grinder subscriber way three years before I was even a host here. I was just a, just a normal subscriber. Using the NBA projections. I mean, dude, using the same, all, all my NBA wins, I'm using these projections. I'm using lineup HQ. I'm not telling you things. I mean, sometimes I feel like I show things, I show things on this show and people think that like I'm hiding something. Like, dude, I like, like yesterday, for instance, I showed exactly what I was going to do with the three man and five man type of stuff, right? Exploiting the optimal lineup. Right, we had with the. I mean, this is what I. I mean, I. I. I played three lineups yesterday, one lineup in like three man's five man's triple ups and everything. Of course, some GPPs, little small field GPPs, and then played a second lineup that I played in quintuple ups, like five x type contests, and a little bit bigger GPPs, and then a third lineup for a little bit larger field, thousand to five thousand GPP, you know, and then build lineups appropriately. So that first lineup, I'm building to beat tri- uh, triple ups. By purposely deviating from a from common optimal lineups without sacrificing much project, sacrificing as little projection as possible to be as different multiple player wise from that type of lineup. Okay, so yesterday we see here this two seventy seven lineup. This was literally the lineup that I was looking at. Like if I if 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 I was to play a cash lineup yesterday. This was the aggregate optimal, which means if you aggregate Roto-Grinders projections as well as other sources, and you aggregate them equally, this would have been the top median optimal lineup. McCollum, Mann, Powell, Marshall, Ayton, Luca, Batum, Shai Gilkos, Alexander. I, I, I had this line that, this is the lineup that I, I didn't have, but this is the lineup that I'm comparing to. I'm looking at this line of going, okay, I'm expecting much of the field to play this type of line. If they're not playing Marshall, they're playing Murphy. They're not playing Batum. They're playing Murphy. Like they're, they're probably playing either Marshall or Murphy. I mean, there's other, t- there's other, I mean, there's other lineups down here also, right? Right. So here's a Murphy lineup, but look, it shares like, here's one with Paul. This was this, this was number two, actually. Like I saw this lineup as well. McCollum, Mann, Murphy, Batum, Aiton, Luca, Powell, Paul. And it leaves, yeah, left 400 on the table. Right? And then there's there was, uh, let's see. What did Cheddar Bisque have? Yeah, Isaiah Stewart, I guess. But I mean, he, he wasn't going to be in most optimals. He was viable. Right? I'm taking a look down over here. McCollum, Mann, Marshall, Batum, Aiton, Luca. Yeah, book that was a Booker lineup. It's a similar lineup, just to, with that. With instead of SGA, you have Booker in there, right? So all these people. I mean, take a look at take a look at the the ownership. 
right? If we take a look at, uh, you know, McLovin. Look how many people. This was a 58-man triple up. That pays what? 16? There were 20, 20, 20, 20 dupes of the same exact lineup. That's what it looks like. 20, 12 to 32. Look at the ownership. 62, 77, 53, 65, 77, 87, 91, 53. This is a triple up that only pays the top what? 16, 12? Something, whatever, whatever. What is the what is a what is 62 man? 31 plays nine, so this is the top 18. Top 18. Dude. All these people couldn't even triple their money because there's 20 people that played the same lineup. And all I needed to do is beat that lineup. Now, in a head-to-head or a double-up, if I beat that lineup, I just get paid double. So, like, why wouldn't I play the higher projected lineup? The lineup that I played projected for almost about two points lower and was a 3v3 off of this lineup. And that lineup is right up over here, right above it. Right, so I played McCollum, Man, Powell, Luca, and uh, and Aiton. Shared those players, but the three v three, instead of playing SGA, Batum, and Murphy, I played Zubach, Covington, and Michael Bridges. And you can see by the ownership here, 15% Covington, 12% Zubach, 6.9% Bridges. Now, I didn't choose. I didn't, go, like, let me be clear. I did not choose the players. I didn't say, well, uh, I'm going to switch out this guy for that guy. I'm not doing that. All I'm doing is Xing out a popular player and then running running the, and what's what's the next lineup? How many points am I giving up? And I want to give up the least amount of points. So like when when I would when I took Luca out of the lineup, for instance, I dropped like six points in projection just by getting rid of Luca. Like that's 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 too much. If what what player can I give up and not drop that much projection? It turns out it was Murphy or Marshall. If I take out if I took I took out Marshall and I replaced it with a Murphy lineup, with that Paul lineup. And it dropped about like a half a point in projection. So I'm like, okay, I could do that. Then I took out Murphy and it dropped another ha- only a half a point in projection. But if I took out Aiton, it dropped like four points in projection. If I took out uh, Man, it dropped four points. Like it dropped heavily. So it's like, how many people from this lineup, right? This A very popular lineup or a style, I mean, similar types of players. Can I get rid of and still not drop that far in projection and play against a field of lineups that look similar to this in triple ups and quintuple ups or 10 X's even or five mans or very small, you know, GPPs under a hundred people because more people are going to have combinations that look like this. How could I, I was a three V three off. Now on a slate like tonight, it's quite possible. I could be a five V five off. Spurs are going to be kind of chalky today with Vassal, Doubtful. So all I'm doing is looking at what 
the most popular lineups are probably going to be. And then Xing out players, seeing which ones can come out that give me less, you know, less projection, but I'm not dropping off that much. So I, I want to maintain the highest projection. So that 3v3 between this and my lineup, after I took out like Murphy, Marshall, I took out SGA, and it didn't drop that. It didn't drop much because it replaced it with like a Booker or something like that. Once I started taking out players, it's like, okay, now I'm, I'm left with Zubach, Bridges, Covington. And then once I was like, okay, now what if I take out McCollum? It dropped like three points, two points. If I took Aiton and Luke, I couldn't take out. Powell, I couldn't take out. It would drop too much. Man would drop too much. So then I tried McCollum and McCollum dropped like another two points. And I'm like, do I have to be that different? And then once I dropped McCollum, it ended up giving me like, Jonas Valachunas at center or something like that. It's like, do I have to be at that different? I think I'm fine. So like, there you go. There's the lineup. And then for most of the time, I'm sitting there during the late game going, if uh, as long as Michael Bridges puts up a decent score, I pass like all of these lineups. So I went from like cashing nothing. And then once, once I got past this lineup, I was cashing. I like, I went from like, oh, all the way down here. But since so many people were having this 277 lineup, like I just went from like 18th, 19th place in a double, in a in a triple up to like third on one basket. Like right that. It's like, okay, there you go. Triple my money. No problem. Give it to me. That's why if you're going to do something like, if you're going to exploit these types of lineups, you want to get paid for them because you're purposely playing a lower projected lineup. You don't want to purposely play a lower projected lineup in a head-to-head, right? And I was playing three, dude, I played some three-mans. I could probably find some three-mans where my two opponents were playing that exact lineup. They literally duped duped themselves. Like, I could be a 1v1 off and, and, and be the most profitable lineup in that contest. So even in five-mans, I, I played some five-mans where, where three of my opponents, three out of four of my opponents played the same exact lineup. Like that's the best. That's the best of all worlds, right? And or I would, sometimes I'd end up playing like a, a five man. Two people had the same lineup, and then like two other people had lineups that were worse than mine. So they weren't. They were. They weren't even playing the. They were playing something that we were projecting even less than mine. So I was two points off the optimal. Their lineups were like six points on. So I'm like, I'm fine with that. Also, two people duping, and then two other people that have a worse lineup than me. Okay, great. Give it to me. That's what I'm. This this is that's what I'm focusing on for for NBA season, especially with so the predominance in in those types of contests for people to play their one singular lineup in all of them. What you should be doing is playing a lineup in double ups and head deads, and then a different lineup in triple ups, and then a different lineup in quintuple ups, and vice and so so be it out from there. But a lot of times you're playing against. Players that are playing much higher volume that don't care. Yeah, they lose. Okay, they lose a fifty dollar three man to me, but they're they're winning three mans against some you know rando people that take their games. They don't want to put in the work to have three different lineups. Some people do, but that's what I'm going to do, right? Instead of spending my time making 150 lineups and then having to swap things like 74 times throughout the night, 
I'm like, I'm going to focus on three or four lineups a night. And you have like, here's my triple up lineup. Here's my quintuple up lineup. Here's my small, a smaller field GPP lineup. Here's a larger field GPP lineup. I got four lineups. I'm gone. Right. If I need to swap, whatever, I don't, do I have to play 1% on guys? Do I have to, no, no. All I have to be is just a little bit different. And let me take advantage of all of the duplication, the inter, the combinatorial duplication that are in so many people's lineups. Uh, Defic asks, for Max, one NBA groups like Giannis and Portis, do you have a save list that you build off of or do you work through them every slate? I work through them every slate, but obviously if I'm doing like, I would if I was building a ton of lineups, yes. But like, with me building like three or four lineups, like I don't, I don't, I typically don't even, I don't even have to make groups anymore. Like I could just manually, like I'm, I'm, I'm running like 20 lineups and choosing one. So if I see one that has like Giannis and Portis in it, I just say, don't pick that one. Like I, instead of making all the groups, so it avoids that. Cause I'm not building a portfolio anymore, but I would, yes. For, for when I was building 50 lineups, 60 lines, building 300 and, you know, building 900 and then curtailing it down. Yes. I, I would, I would typically go through the groups every slate. Go game by, I would just go through game by game. Typically that's what I would be doing at like five thirty, six o'clock before, before I really decided on anything. Right. As we're waiting on some of some late news or something and just go through game by game. It's like how many, what's the max amount of players I should play from this team. Should I play, be playing these two players together and just kind of making the groups like that. That's what I would do. But you can save those groups. If you wanted to, you can do that in the lineup HQ. Uh, Andrew Fettley, if Marshall had smashed, okay, this is an interesting question. If Marshall had smashed and Covington didn't, would you have swapped off eight knowing the train had him? Possibly. Possibly, but I also know that the train doesn't have bridges. So it really, it would really depend on the difference between how good Batum and Murphy did it would really yeah really really matter on how how much better one did over the other. Obviously Zubach smashed, so like I didn't care. Like that's what that's what it really came down to. It really didn't come down to Covington doing doing better than Marshall. The fact that Zubach at you know put up forty five points for fifty nine hundred. Like if Zubach didn't smash, I wouldn't I wouldn't have I wouldn't have you know I only won. Only beat that lineup by five and five and a half points. But that's in his range of outcome. I mean, that's the whole point. It's like the three, the the three V three. I'm playing that three V three over like what, what it was SGA, Batum and Marshall, right? That was the, that was the three V three bridges, Zubach Covington. How often does one beat the other? Uh, Based on the projections, SGA plus Batum plus, Marshall will beat my combination 56% of the time, 57% of the time. I'm aware of that. That's why you don't play then. That's why you don't do this in double ups. But if I'll win 43% of the time on that three V three, but I'm getting paid three X or five X. Why wouldn't I do it? <laughs> right? Cause I'm not playing against one lineup. I'm not playing against one user. I'm playing against one lineup with a bunch of users. So it's not like 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 coming in tw- like twelve like the difference between twelfth place and thirty third place is only one lineup. Like this guy Steve Ezo, 
right? Take a look at this, the, the, the guy that came in just underneath the train. Okay? Now, not necessarily, not, not, not a very skillful lineup. <laughs> Luca Barton, who did great. Murphy, Nance, Stewart, McCollum, Wood, and Danny Advija. You could tell from the ownerships, not a, not, not a particularly good cash lineup. But like, like, dude, what would it, he just needed six, what, six points? 5.25 5. points, five, five and a half points. And that would have been the five and a half points would have been the difference between not making any money and tripling up. Like, that's it. Like, we take a look at Stan Bizzle, for instance, who had a, a lineup that I did. This is the second lineup. So if I would have just barely pivoted, this would have been the lineup that I played. Right? Had I just taken out SGA, this was the optimal lineup without SGA. I wanted to get even more difference. So, like, this one has Chris Paul. Basically, the only difference is that instead of playing Marshall, you're playing Murphy, who's also still going to appear in a lot of lineups. He's 27% owned in this triple up. And Paul isn't. Paul is like, so to me, this is barely a 2v2. This is like a one and a half v one and a half, one and a half. Right? So I want to get, dude, can I get rid of another point of projection to be even more different? I think it's worth it. So that's what I did. But you take a look at Stan Bizzle. Like he needed eight more points. If he got eight and a half more points out of, but he needed it not out of McCollum, Mann, Batum, Aiton, Luca, or Powell. So he needed eight more points out of Murphy or Paul. So he needed Paul to score like 49 points. But like what the key is, because he's only a 2v2, the eight points coming out of all the eight and didn't matter because the 277 lineup has that guy. My lineup, on the other hand, because I have three different players, now I have, I have more paths. I have more paths to outscore. The distributions of the players aren't correlated to each other as much. So I'm much more willing to give up a point of projection to be less correlated with popular combinations of lineups. Now, at what point is you're giving up way too much projection? Like, yeah, I'm probably not dropping 10 points in projection to being a 7v7, right? I'm not going to play Luca. I'm not going to play Powell. I'm not going to play Aiton. Like, dude, now, you're now, now your lineup's like, your lineup's like a 90 to 10 dog. Like, you, can you play that in, in large field GPPs? Sure, yeah, because you get paid $100,000 to come in first place. You're going to play that in quintuple ups? You're only getting it 5x. Yet you're like an, an eight to one dog against that type of lineup. So you're not getting paid well enough to, to lose that much in projection. And these are fundamental concepts of DFS. I mean, this is this is what GPP play is in general. If you're gonna play a median optimal, go play, go play double ups and head to heads. JWH says, uh 274 lineup dupe train won my MMA GPP last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That fucking dupe. Yeah, it was a big dupe because we only had two dogs that won. And Bilal Muhammad was 8,000, so it's barely a dog. No, well, uh, no, you got O'Malley, O'Malley, and uh, Darius won with low scores. Yeah, it was, it was, not, it was not a very good, uh, good slate. When typically the more dogs that win, the more likely that there's going to be less duplication for winners. Once like all the favorites win and all the chalk 
scores the highest, like, yeah, you're going to get a lot of dupes. Uh, what is our median projection for the dupe train size of the winning lineup in this week's 10 fight slate? Because inevitably, we will end up being a nine fight slate. I have no idea. I don't care. MMA, I don't care about median projection. The, the, the median projection to me doesn't, doesn't even, these, these are not normal distributions. So in sports that have like don't have normal distributions, you could, I, I would care, I don't care I could care less couldn't care less about the median. No one no one scores the median, right? It's very bimodal, the two hump type of distribution. So one oh one guy's median is sixty four point eight, and this guy's median is sixty six point two. There's a two point difference in median. What? what what is when one guy's gonna get knocked out and one guy's gonna just score 100 points with a submission win? I mean, like, like these the two points in the middle, who cares? I care more about like, see what, what's the probability of this fighter scoring 100 fantasy points? That, that, that matters more to me than the median. Some guys, median, that dude, I play guys with very low medians. You go, wow, this guy has a six point lower median projection than this other guy. Why'd you play him more? It's like, yeah, because he's. He's plus he's, he's, he's plus 165 to end inside the distance. The problem is, is that if he doesn't if he doesn't win in the first round, he pretty much gets knocked over himself. Right? It's a kill or be killed type of fighter. Which means either he's gonna score like a hundred points, or he's gonna be like nothing. He's gonna score like five points because he's gonna get killed. Right? So obviously his meaning is gonna be lower. Right? Yeah, but then you have a guy that has, oh, a four-point higher median. And it's a guy that, like, hasn't finished a fight, hasn't hasn't gotten scored a finish in, like, eight years. Like, this guy goes to decision. He lands two takedowns, right? He has a little bit of ground and pound, but he rarely finishes anyone, and he goes the distance and most likely wins the decision. And it's very nice. They're probably going to get, like, nice somewhere 75 to 85 points from him. And his median is going to be higher. Yes, his, obviously his median is going to be higher. But most likely ain't going to win you a GPP. So what do I care about the median projection? In in, a, in sports where the player projections, the player out, ranges of outcomes are bimodal. I don't. NBA, yes. NBA with much more normally distributed ranges of outcomes. Probably out of all the DFS sports, it is the most normally distributed. That's why relying on projection is so, so much more relevant, especially when there's not as not really strong correlations anywhere. So most like so NBA to me is almost the easiest sport. You get a good model like the one that we have at Roto Grinders. You get our projections. It's like all you're really doing is comparing projections to ownership and do you game stack? You know, don't need to. You don't. I don't necessarily care that much about it. I care more about negative correlation. Probably don't play a guy that comes in for one another. But other than that, then that's all you're doing. And you're probably not playing lineups that are 30 points lower projected. But you could probably find on a 10-game slate tonight, like, dude, you could you could play hundreds, thousands of lineups that are perfectly fine. That aren't the top optimal, but aren't like the lowest projected. And there's tons of combinations. Build those combinations, build those plus EV lineups, get get the ownership right, and then just do that every day and wait for some money. Wait, wait, wait for the bank. But NBA, I have what, four? Four first place 
large field finishes. It's my it's tech it's my best sport. I say it's my I, I consider soccer my best sport. But from a financial standpoint and a results standpoint, NBA is my best sport. And it's the sport I I I, I least like watching. And I least care about the players at all. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I look at the numbers. Don't care. Who's coming? Who's gonna play the four when this guy I, I have no idea? Let 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 Andy. Let Andy and Noto and our projections team, they'll figure it out. And then they'll 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 convert it into a number for me. Thank thank you very much, Andy. You converted into a number for me. And then I don't I don't need to know why. I don't even need to know why. I can kind of infer why. I know how basketball is played. I do it's not like I don't yes. I know the players on the teams because I play DFS and I, I'm obviously gonna see the names. I know who DeMar DeRozan is. I mean, it's, I'm not like dumb. But as far as like, well, they play this type of style with the pick and roll and the hook slant screen, some, I, whatever. I have no idea. Well, this coach likes playing X, Y. I, I have no idea. Just just give me the minutes. Give me the fantasy point. Give me the ownership. Give me the four on the ceiling. I'll, I'll take it from there. Just give me these columns. That's it. That's all I need. You convert it into these columns and then go away. I don't need you anymore. Ah. Uh. JWH, I think I missed this early in the stream. Are you done playing large field GPPs in NBA? Well, I'm still putting my lineups in the in the large field GPP. But as far as building a ton of lineups for them, it's more of a time management thing. I'm not saying that 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 I, large field GPPs have the have the have the softest money in them. But as far as where where am I where am I allocating my funds? I'm going to allocate my funds my 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 bankroll on that given day to the places that have the biggest edge. The large field GPPs have a big edge, but I think props have a big edge also. And props don't involve me having to swap out, like, look, having to check late swaps at 7.30, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. Like, I don't have to worry about any of that. I'm going to put in props probably, you know, 1, 2 in the afternoon, you know, once projections update. A bunch of props in. So like that that's the money that I would be playing in the large field GPPs. Right? Instead of playing 50 lineups, 70 lineups, 85 lineups, whatever it is. Where where I've you know my ROI on prize picks is like 11 12% currently. Like that beats cash games, right? So it's like from a time management perspective, I'd I'd rather put my money towards the props. And then with the DFS perspective from a time management issue, of maybe if I only play three or four lineups, then I'm not, I don't have to try to swap a hundred lineups. If something happens, I, I could do this, I could do a man, I could mean, I could do it, I could be on my phone and be like, oh, this, oh, Carl Anthony Towns is out. What does that mean? Let me wait for the projections to update. And once they do, I could look right on my phone and go, okay, I'm going to switch out this guy for this guy and that guy for that guy. Or I could just come back to my computer and just press, you know, I have my lineup saved, right? My four lineups saved. And I just go and I find the lineup. I plug it into the sidebar optimizer. I lock in the guys that are already in, and then I just run it again and go, okay, well, what's the better lineup now? Much easier. The amount of time that you put in. So I want to put in I want to put in less time, especially NBA DFS. I'm playing soccer, I'm playing MMA, playing NFL. Doesn't mean I can't play these lineups into a large field GPP, but I'm not fo- I'm not focused my energy on it. From a time management perspective. 
Because remember, people ask me all that. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? I, dude, if it, in a perfect world, I'd easily be playing 150 lineups in, in NBA large field GPPs. Easily, I'd be playing 150 lineups on Fanduel. I'd be playing 150 lineups on Yahoo. I'd be playing uh, uh, the prop sites on Monkey Knife Fight, on Underdog, on on Prize Picks, on on what the, the Slumber Sleeper is it called Sleeper Slumber? One of those Thrive Thrive No No House Advantage. That I mean, there's tons. I'd be doing it all. There's edge everywhere. Right? I'd be playing cash games on all the sites. I'd be playing triple up lineups on all the sites. I'd be playing whatever. I'd be playing all the slates. So not just the main slate. I'd be playing the turbo slates on on everything, on literally everything. Okay, if I if I was able to, thinking I can't. I I I don't program. I'm not a programmer. People that have like you know they run their their Python stuff and their data management and they go like that's their whole thing. They can press a button and run simulations and they get their lineups. In three minutes? Okay, they can do all of that and do it well. And and sometimes they can't even do it that well, trying to do that much at once. Me, I'm just one person. So I need to prioritize. Right? When people are like, oh, I I don't see you playing on FanDuel, NBA. It's like, uh, not that it's not that it's, oh, uh, does that mean that FanDuel is dead? You should never, because you're not playing there. Never, like, no. I'm just one person. That's the only reason. There's no nefarious thing of like, oh, well, if you're not doing it, what's the reason you're not playing large field NBA? Because I'm one person. That's the only reason. If I had a staff here that I could trust or something, (laughs) I'd be playing everything. I'm only one person. And remember, I'm maximizing my goal is to average $50,000 to $75,000 a year playing DFS. That's my goal. If my goal was to make as much money as physically possible, then yes, I'd be hiring a team. Yeah, then I would be playing everything. Then I, I'd be 16 hours a day and just grinding and everything. If that was my goal. To just make every possible last dollar there could possibly be with any edge of 25 cent free ticket into this contest. Got to build a special lineup for that one. Right? Oh, the Modelo challenge for NFL. Oh, I've got to build a special lineup for that one. Like that would be the utopian world. Got I gotta I gotta check every single head. I I'm playing six hundred head to heads on an NFL Sunday throughout the course of multiple sites. And even if it's a one dollar head to head, checking to see should I swap and what the optimal swaps for that one dollar head to head. Yeah, sure, you're playing you're playing $74,000 in volume, but the $1 head-to-head, you got to see if you could swap off optimally and then make that adjustment. You just, you're just one person. You don't have that. You don't have the time. You have to prioritize. Can't do the optimal thing all the time for everything. It's like, do I spend the time figuring out what the, what the proper late swap is in this $1 head-to-head or in the $5,000? probably the $5,000 head dead. And then someone that's playing you in the $1 head dead DMs you and goes, I thought you say you should swap out of this or whatever. It's like, I'm not paying attention. Right? And I didn't get all the way down there. Sure, in a perfect world, I would have. Yes, you're absolutely right. But I'm only one person. You got to prioritize. You can't just have like, 
maximum EV all the time and there's not nothing. You're only one person. Find the end. And this, this, and this is why I, when people ask me, like, what do you do? It's like, it doesn't matter what I do. Figure out the place where you, figure out the places where you have an edge. You. And then put more time and effort and money in those places. That's that's the goal. If you're looking to make money, right? Some people are like, "Well, I I I play I play hundred mans on FanDuel." Like some like some like I know I know people that are like they just focus on playing the hundred man like the hundred man GPPs like the pay of top twelve, and they just focus on that. I'm like, great. There's an edge there. Obviously, I would I, I would I would do that also. How much time and effort? Like, there's an edge there, but there's also an edge here. There's also an edge there. There's also an edge. You can't, you can't do it all. So if you're really good at that one thing, feel free to do it. Like, dude, I'm not telling, I don't tell people to play head-to-heads in the soccer DFS lobby. Okay? It's coming Saturday for Premier League. I'm going to have $215, $109 head-to-heads. I'm going to have, they're going to be up. Anyone can take them. If you ask me, what do you, well, what do you do? It's like, well, I play a ton of, I play, I'll play anyone that you want. That's not one of like the hand select few of like sharp regulars. I'll play anyone in the, in a head dead in, in EPL soccer. But should you be saying that? No, if you don't need to play it, why, why would you be doing it? Is, is it because there's a big edge in premier league soccer? There isn't. There's a lot of sharp players in, 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 in the lobby in, in, in soccer, but against a rando, that's why I post the head dads. Cause I'll get some random. But if you're not as good at in, in, in DFS soccer as me, then you shouldn't be doing that. You should be focused on something else. People ask me, why don't you play NHL? You would do well in NHL. Of course I would do well in NHL. I would do well in any sport. But I'm only one person. You're only one person. So I have to make a choice. Do I add NHL, a, a sport that I've not followed in 20 years, and... I have no DFS experience in it. I would have to kind of learn the nuances. You still use the projections and everything. I mean, wouldn't take that long. What do I have to cut in order to add that? Or what am I not adding by adding that? Would it be more beneficial for me to add NHL on a Wednesday night or just add FanDuel for NBA? Right? Doing the same thing I'm doing on DraftKings, do it on, on FanDuel. Like, if I'm already adding something as it is, why don't I add something that I already know that there's an edge in? And I'm already doing, I'm already in the same sport at the same time anyway. I'm just adding the site. So to me, those are the questions. It's not a matter of, like, what do you do? What? Why aren't you? What? Like, Because I'm the answer is always, I'm only one person. McLovin could do everything, apparently. Not many can. And although, if you could do everything, a lot of them don't do it well. Dude, there are tons of times you see top top 150 max players. You'll go on Yahoo and you'll look at the 150 lineups and it's all a train dummy lineups. And they basically just threw away like $2,500. Right? You'll look at their lineup and you go, why did they play this lineup 150 times? Like that wasn't strategic. That was, they were working on their other stuff and Yahoo was the last on the list because it had the least amount of their volume and they didn't get to it. 
You see, you see that all the time. You'll see that you'll see that in DraftKings sometimes. Right? You'll go and you go, okay, this guy just played a train in all the lineups. So yeah, CSV upload error, right? Something, you know, especially in NBA, things swapped wrong, lock hit. The lock things weren't in place in the CSV or whatever, or they just missed it, or they slept. I mean, we have like RBX who just like just slept through something. I mean, people that happens. But you're only one person. So figure out where you're the best at, better than you have an edge, and work on that and work on work on that edge and get it more efficient. Right. So it's like, oh, yeah, I have an edge here in these types of contests. I'm good at doing this. I have a mind for that. I use the projections. I use the ownership. I get everything and I'm good. And then go, okay, how long does it take me to do that? It's like, oh, well, the, the, the process from thinking everything through typically takes me like maybe an hour. It's like the more and more you work on it, you'll get that down to 50 minutes, you'll get that down to 40 minutes. So I'd most probably get that down to 10 minutes. It may take you three years, but it'll, you'll get down to cutting out all the fluff and, you know, and going, oh, well, if I did it this way, that'll make it faster. And I still get to the same point. And next thing you know, your process is 10 or 15 minutes instead of an hour. Now you have an extra 45 minutes of like, now what can you do with that time? Well, now you could add another site. Now you could add another format. You go, oh, okay, I could do my, I could do my, uh, my uh, my three single entry, three max, and decide between all these types of things. And now in 15 minutes, and now that I have an extra 45 minutes, like maybe I'll play 20 large field lineups and build those 20. And then you do that. Then it takes you 45 minutes to do that. Then after a period of time, that only takes you 15 minutes or 10 minutes. And then you're like, okay, now that my process for everything is like 25 minutes, I can add something else to it, right? Just keep on adding. You keep on getting more efficient condensing the amount of time it takes you to build plus EV lineups. And then you add other stuff to it, right? Then you go, okay, now if I could do that, maybe, maybe I had another site. Maybe I had another format. Maybe I had more lineups. Oh, I was normally playing 20 max. Well, maybe I play 50 now. Or some people are like, instead of expanding that way, there's just like, maybe I'll just play hockey on that night. Also, I'll add another sport or I'll play the late slate also. Or I'll play, you know, I can play show, you know, like it's a Thursday night and it's like, well, you have NBA lock. You also have NFL showdown. It's like, well, once I get more efficient, I could do both. To me, that's what you should be thinking of. Uh, Dakota Litton says, kiss my wife. I don't know what that means. Is that a question? Is that a command? Are they, in the, are they in the right right stream? Do they, they click on the wrong thing? I have no idea. But give me a thummy thumb anyway, right? I could go, I could go kiss your wife if you want. I mean, if, that, if that's, if, is that a question? I don't know. Is that a question? Hit the thumbs up button if you want. Oh, Dakota Linden says, that's what I'll do with all the extra time. Kiss your wife. Okay. Okay. Can I do that with your wife? All right. I, 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 it's like, I've never said, just kiss my wife. No, no, no explanation. No, nothing. But whatever. If you if you want to kiss Dakota Litton's wife, hit the thumbs up button. I don't know what she looks like. Who knows? Uh, hit the thumbs up button. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. We got the NBA Grinders live later today for a big 10-game slate tonight. Crunch time. 
follows that on the same stream. It's brought to you all season for free by FanDuel. And uh, and yeah, and if you if you want if you want more, uh, you know, like I, I talk about time management in uh, the theory of daily fantasy sports, right? The fundamentals masterclass as well as the advanced course. You'll get also get the Excel tools that I do use. Uh, so go to theoryofdfs.com for more. How to apply profitable DFS strategies for advanced players. Pick that up and uh, yeah, go over the scores and odds channel. You know, Grant will have some some things for you. They'll they'll they'll, they'll have some uh, some videos, some picks, some bets, some everything over there. And uh, and let's see what happens on this. Let's see what inevitable stuff happens on the the greatest work of contemporary fiction, which is the NBA injury report today. And uh, and see where it goes from there. Then I'll come back tomorrow. Answer your DFS strategy questions like I always do, Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern, on the on the DFS pregame show, on rotogrinders.com. 